So I got a question for you guys as we're getting started. Who knows what this is? Not that, right there. No, no, no. Who knows what kind of shoe that is? You know what kind of shoe that is? What? A Yeezy. It's a Yeezy. Anybody know what Yeezys are? It's kind of kind of big on the screen. Huh? Who makes Yeezys? Kanye. These Yeezys, these Yeezys cost like a few hundred dollars. Like big, 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 like $600, a thousand, like big money for these shoes. Hey, I need to listen. They cost lots of money. So what if tonight I just happen to have a pair of Yeezys? And, and I had them here tonight and I said, you know what? I'm going to sell them to someone here in the crowd for 20 bucks. A big hundreds of dollars pair of shoes for 20 bucks. Who would be interested? Who would be interested? Yeah, a lot of us would. A lot of us could. Um, if, here's the deal. Listen, if that were to happen, if that were to happen, if I were to have these shoes here tonight, a lot of you guys would think, Wow, that's an incredible deal. I'm sold, right? You guys would totally be into it. Probably maybe most of you. Or, or, or you would think, man, this guy, um, this guy, this guy, you would even either think that's a really good deal. Or you would think, um, this guy really needs some cash. Um, and he's trying to get rid of these Yeezys. Maybe he owes the wrong people some money. And he's got to make some money. Or, or maybe if I had these pair of Yeezys here and I, and I wanted to sell them for $20. The third thing that most of you guys would think when I had these Yeezys and I had going to sell them for $20. You would probably think that they're fake. Right? Or stolen. Yeah. I shot a guy for these. There's a little blood stain on them. But it's all right. But, like, but listen, listen. What if I had these fake Yeezys? But I talked you into paying full price for them. And you bought them off of me. You paid a couple hundred and and you get home only to find out that I lied to you and they were actually fake. Like how many of you guys would feel angry or, or disrespected or hurt or mad? A lot of you guys would. And like you spent all of this money and you bought a fake. Like, who would be mad? Yeah, a lot of us would. Some of you, though, in this room, don't mind buying fakes. You don't mind. Fakes, fakes look like the real thing, but they're a lot cheaper. Like, here, here's the deal. You'll wear fakes to school, but you don't want anybody getting too close to them to inspect them. Right? Like when I was in middle school one time, I had these white, I think they were like kids. I think I got them at a, at a garage sale. All white shoes. Took a black marker, drew the best I possibly could, a Nike swoosh on the side of them. And one day I was playing outside. My shoes got a little wet. And the Nike swoosh like wiped off. And I was like, oh man, like, like trying to wipe my shoes off. And like, I was so embarrassed. And I looked like an idiot. But, um, but here's the deal. Like you have these Yeezys and I sell them to you and they're fake Yeezys. Like you, you, you go to school, you don't want anybody to, to look at them too close because they're the fake things. But like you talk, you, you have these Yeezys, you talk about your Yeezys, you post pictures about, you send people snaps about your Yeezys. 
<clears throat> and then people are like, well, ho- hold on. I've never seen that color of Yeezys before. Like, the, like they're purple. They've never made purple Yeezys before. Like, where did you get those? And you're like, China. Um, or like, out of the back of some guy's van, like in the parking lot. Like, oh, by the way, don't ever buy stuff out of the back of someone's van um, in a parking lot. Because um, it, it's just a bad deal. Don't do it. So, but here's the deal. Sometimes you don't mind buying the fakes. Sometimes we don't mind buying the fakes. When it comes to love and relationships, though, like February is the month of love. It's also the month of my daughter's birthday. She'll be 10 this month. But February is the month of love. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the month of love. Now turn to your other neighbor in your most attractive voice and say, it's the month of love. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. For some of you guys, that got really awkward. Um, and, and I'm sorry for that. Um, but I, I think you can, listen, I think you can break dating down into two categories. Two categories. First one is this. Are you ready? You can take, break it down into two court categories. There, there are people who know the relationship they're in is fake. But it's cheap. It provides you what you need without that much investment. But you don't want to inspect too close. Because if you look and if you asked the right questions, it would probably turn out to be a fake. I know like... We say, I love you, and we act out real love, but is it real love? But a lot of times it's really not real. If you've been dating for a few weeks and you, you're already, already start to throw around the I love yous, it's not real love. That's not real love. It's infatuation. And it's, it's someone throwing out, listen, It's someone throwing out those precious and meaningful words to make you feel a certain way so they can get what they want. I I hope I just didn't kind of blow up someone's relationship. Actually, yes, I do. Um, But then there's this second group of you guys. There's this second group of you and who, who may be in a relationship... You've been in a relationship and it looks like the real thing and it feels like the real thing. It's labeled the right thing. All of your friends are like, they've been together for like two weeks and it seems like an eternity. Like they've never been in a relationship this long. Like they'll never break up. But what if it's fake? What if it's fake? What, what if your relation, relationship is fake? Like, you thought you loved each other. You thought it was real. Mushy, mushy. Kissy, kissy. Text all the time. Snapchat all the time. But what if it's fake? What if it's fake? If it is, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. You're probably going to be a little angry. You'll probably be a, a, a little let down. Because you've been investing you, you, in something that you thought was going somewhere, but it's fake. See, my dad, he used to be a shop manager at a, at a Honda dealership in Tulsa. 
And uh, there, there's this guy who showed up one day to, to pay for his car, to get his car out of the shop. And, and, and so he walks up to my dad and, and he's like, uh, can I show you something? And the guy was Russian, I guess. <laughs> Fake accent. But um, the guy was like, uh, take a look at this Rolex. I, uh, <laughs> and so he, he's like, I, I, give you, I give you special price. Take a look at the Rolex. I give you special price on the Rolex. Just for you, Rolex, $400. My dad, my dad is like, hey, you know what? That's a lot of money. Um, but here, here's what happened. My dad ended up buying the Rolex for 20 bucks, And because he knew it was a fake. And hey, it's just cool to have a fake looking Rolex. But, um, but let's, let's look at a different scenario though. What if my dad buys this watch for $400 and he takes this Rolex and he wants to gift it to a friend. He wants to bless a friend with it. He thinks it's real. He feels like it's real. And he, he gives it to a friend. Um, and so he wraps it up real nice, puts it in a nice box, some wrapping paper on it. He gives it to his friend. And his friend takes it, he, unop- he opens the box, takes the paper, opens the box, and he unwraps it. And, and my dad, he's sitting there thinking, I've just gave something incredible. It's an awesome gift. And the friend shows the gift, they're like, they open it up and they're like, <clears throat> and then they turn it around, they show it to everyone, like, <gasps> Rolex. You know, like you're so excited. And, and so the friend, like $400 Rolex, the friend gets up, gives my dad the biggest hug. And like, you didn't have to spend all this money. It's a Rolex. And like the next day, the friend takes it to the jeweler to get it the, the right size. And the jeweler um, comes back out and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. This is not a real Rolex. It's a replica. It's not the real deal. It's a fake Rolex. See, if I had bought that for a friend, I would suddenly become very angry. I'd be very disappointed. I'd be very disheartened. I would be ashamed. I would be embarrassed. Now, there will come a day when you guys will eventually get married. How many of you guys in this room are married? Yeah. Stop. Stop. Okay. And here's the deal. On that wedding day, listen, listen, on that wedding, it's going to be magical. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to be crying, but you're going to be happy. And like, it's going to be so great. You're going to be standing, you're going to be standing up in front of the whole crowd of people. And everyone's looking at you because you look so beautiful or handsome, guys. Um, and, and, And you're going to be standing up there next to your soon to be spouse. You're committing your love to them in public and, and only then to realize the love that you thought you shared in front of your whole family and friends. Like you made this massive investment because weddings are not cheap and, and only to realize that the love you had for each other was fake. I, I don't know about you, but I would probably be a little bit angry, a little bit upset, a whole lot of of disheartened, a whole lot of disappointed, a whole lot of ashamed and embarrassed. But the thing about fake love 
If I could sum it up in one statement, I want you to know this. I want you to write this down. The thing about fake love, fake love will always leave you feeling like you've been ripped off. It'll always leave you feel like, feeling like you've been ripped off. It, it will always take more from you than what you want to give, <clears throat> than what it's worth. It'll always ask more of you than what you're willing to give. It'll always leave you disappointed, disheartened, upset, embarrassed. And so tonight, as, as we jump into this series, this, this may be uh, tough for some of you guys because you may currently be in a relationship that's fake. You know you're giving more to it than, than it actually is, but there are others of you who you may have thought that you had the real thing. Me and my girl, we're together forever. You, we, we know it's the real thing. We're only in seventh grade. But we're going to be together forever. But upon closer evaluation, if you know what to look for, if you know the signs, sorry, I'm not making fun of seventh graders, but if you know the signs, like tonight we're going to look at the story of Esther. I don't know if you guys ever heard the story of Esther in the Bible. We're going to kind of look at the story of Esther tonight. And, and this story, listen, this story is like a fairy tale in the Bible. It's like a real life fairy tale. It's like one of those, those movies, like this guy, he's king of the world. He's got all riches and he's got everything and he's awesome and he's so powerful and so strong. He's the most powerful ruler. But he discovers this woman who's the most beautiful in his kingdom. Okay, not really. That's weird. Um, so, so what happens in, in, in really in the story uh, of Esther is he, the king, he's got, he has this competition. And it's kind of like um, The Bachelor. If any of you guys watch The Bachelor, you need to repent and pray through. Um, but the king, listen, the king already at this time, the king already has a wife. He's already got a wife. And, and, but I guess like he gets tired of her and he, you know, throws, he gets rid of her. And, and so he's got this competition around his whole kingdom. Out of all the whole kingdom, who is the most beautiful? So a woman from every region shows up and he evaluates them. Uh, you look a bit of good. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Anyways, like, and like how many of you guys in this room right now, you're like, that's what's going to happen to me. Like all the girls are going to line up and I'm just going to pick the prettiest one. Keep praying, bro. <laughs> so here's the deal. So King, King Xerxes, the most powerful king in the world. He lines up all of these women and, and once he spots Esther, he's like, that's it. Show over, game over. Here's your rose. I keep you. I want you. Let's, let's go. And so the, Esther, she's this unknown girl and she didn't even want to enter the competition, but her family talked her into it. And as soon as the king sees Esther, he stops the competition. He's like, send all the girls home, send everyone else, else home. This is the one. And they live happily ever after. How many of you guys love fairy tales? Yeah, we do. We love fairy tales. But here's the deal. You need to realize that fairy tales aren't true. 
Um, it, it, here's the deal. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy when, when people watch fairy tales or, or they watch chick flicks and they think goals. That's, that's, but babe, babe, that's, that's what I want our relationship to look like. Bring me flowers. Babe. Here's the deal. You need to know this. You need to know this. Let me in. Let me let you in on a little secret. It's not real. It's not real. It's not true. So here's the deal. We're going to take a little, listen, listen. We're going to take a little bit of a closer look at Esther. And we might be able to see some things tonight of how to spot a fake. And so let's take a little bit and look a bit at the the backstory and uh, take a look at King Xerxes. And if you, in your Bible, in the book of Esther, we're going to start in chapter one, verse four. And so what's happening here is King Xerxes, he's throwing a party. Like he's throwing this huge party and, and well, let's just read it. It says this, the celebration or the party lasted 180 days. Dude, King Xerxes knows how to party. Like, and it was this tremendous display of opulent wealth, his empire and the pomp and splendor of his majesty. When it was all over, the king gave a banquet for all the people. And from the greatest to the least, like everyone's invited to King Xerxes' party. So, so, so were the fortress of Susa. Say so it lasted for seven days and was held in the courtyard of the palace garden. The courtyard was beautifully decorated with white cotton curtains and blue hangings, which were fastened with white linen cords and purple ribbons and silver rings and bedded in marble pillars. They had gold and silver couches on mosaic pavement of uh, pop, 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 free. And, and marble and mother of pearl and other costly stones. See, here's what was happening. King Xerxes, he was, in try, he was trying to impress everyone with what he had. He was saying, hey, everyone, look at me. Look how much money I have. Look how powerful I am. Look how awesome I am. Like, I'm rich. I am rich. And like, I've got all these things. Everybody look at me. Here's your first clue on how to spot a fake. Write this down. Know this. If you fall in love with what a person has rather than who a person is, it's a fake. If you fall in love with what a person has rather than who a person is, I'm sorry, rather than who a person is, it's a fake. The funny thing is, the funny thing about that is, it doesn't keep us from doing it. That's the sad thing about it. I'm in love with who you are, but not what you have. Oh, really? But yet, what do we look at? What do we look at? What a person wears, what they look like, what they can do on a sports field, what, what, what a person drives, what they have. It's funny that we seem to do our friendships that way as well. Not just our, our dating relationships or our people we're interested in, but sometimes we do our friendships that way as well. You drive a car, I can be your friend. Mm-hmm. You take me to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But you need to know this. What a person has 
will never define who a person is. What a person has will never define who a person is. What a person has, uh, not, not what they have, not what they look like, like what they wear, it, it may all attract you to them, but that stuff will never prove enough to develop a real love. But we find ourselves being attracted to what's and not who. You see, a person can have all the what's in the world, but who they are can still be rude, selfish, arrogant, hot-tempered, abusive, toxic, like terrible people. Like you, you've seen it, you, you've probably seen it in all your friends' relationships. Maybe you've seen it in your own home, in your parents' relationships. And, and it, it became about what's and not who. Let me ask you this. When you, when you pursue someone, when you like someone, have you pursued a collection of what's rather than who? That, that one's kind of easy. Let me, let me take it a little bit deeper. You need to answer this question to yourself. Have I been more concerned about my what's rather than who I am? In my life, have I been more concerned about what my what's and collecting more what's? I need to dress and act and portray myself this way rather than and focusing on who I am. Becoming a better follower of Jesus. Am I becoming a better person? Who am I becoming rather than what I'm collecting? See, when you're collecting, you're saying, world, would you look at me? Would you be my boyfriend or would you be my girlfriend? Like, will you like what I've collected? Everyone, look what I have. Look what I've collected. You can be my friend now. Rather than going, this is who I am. This is the real me. Let's continue with King Xerxes, verse 10. It says this, On the seventh day of the feast, when King Xerxes was in high spirits because of the wine, he was drunk, he told the seven eunuchs who attended him, don't get drunk. He didn't tell them that, but don't get drunk. Uh, he told them, Mahuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagatha, Zethar, and Carcass. Hold up. There's a guy named Carcass. Um, and Bigtha. Now, Zethar, that's a cool name. If you got a name that starts with Z, sex Zach, then that's a cool name. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just playing. But hey, okay, sorry, sorry. Carcass, you get the rose. Like, no, 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 that never happens. Your name's Carcass, you're a carcass. So, so, so he tells all this stuff. Bring, bring Queen, Queen Vashti. And Vashti was his first wife before Esther. He said, uh, bring Queen Vashti to, to him with a royal crown on her head. And he wanted the nobles and all the other men to gaze on her beauty. For she was a very beautiful woman. Now, here's this. I want you to hear this. And, and I, I need to tell you this as we continue our relationship series. Um, there, there's going to be some things that we may talk about that may get uncomfortable for a minute. It may be kind of weird for a minute. But um, I'm not going to go there with you guys. 
um, but that's, a, that's your parents' job to tell you about the birds and the bees and stuff. But there may, there may be some things that um, you, I need, I'm going to ask you to be mature. So here's what happens after what I just read. Some scholars say that King Xerxes wanted her to wear only her crown and then come out in front of everyone. Sorry to be weird, but that's what some scholars say. He wants her to come out in front of hundreds of drunk men to show off his beautiful wife. Queen Vashti's like, you want me to do what? In front of a bunch of drunk men? Like, if that was you, you wouldn't feel loved. You wouldn't feel valued. You wouldn't feel cared for. You wouldn't feel treasured. Verse 12. But when they conveyed... Uh, the king's order to Queen Vashti, she refused to come. This made the king furious, and he burned with anger. Uh, hey, Queen V. So, you know, we're having this party outside, and there's lots of dudes here, and uh, they've been drinking for like seven days. And um, the king, he, he wants you to come out and say hey to the fellas. Queen Vashti's, oh, cool, yeah, I can do that. I can say hey to everyone. Uh, well, here, here's the deal, uh, Queen V. He, he wants you to wear your crown. Oh, I love wearing my crown. It's beautiful. It's got jewels in it, and it's awesome. Oh, no, 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 um, uh, Queen V. Um, I don't know how to say this. He wants you to wear only your crown. She's like, I, she's triple snapping. Like, she's, uh-uh, I ain't doing no way. And so, like, so, of course, she refused. Any self-respecting woman would do that. And here's, here's the deal. Here's how to spot fake number two. If you have to perform things you're uncomfortable with in order to keep the other person's love, the other person loves themselves more than they do you. I know that's like a lot to write down, but it's good to know. If you have to perform things you're uncomfortable with in order to keep that person's love, the other person loves themselves more than they do you. If you have to rationalize behavior, it's fake love. Well, babe, this is, this is how we prove our love to each other. Or, girl, I, I got needs. I'm a man. I'm a passionate man. Or, or people say something like this. If you love me, you'll, you'll do this. Let me tell you this, that's garbage. And if some dude ever says that to you, punch them right in the mouth. Do it. No self-respecting woman gives in to this. It's fake love and it will rip you off every time. It'll leave you feeling disrespected and lonely and used and abused. So here's what happened to the queen. Verse 19. So if it pleased the king, we suggest that you issue a written decree... A law of the Persians and Medes that cannot be revoked. It should order that Queen Vashti should be forever banished from the presence of King Xerxes. And that the king should choose another queen more worthy than she. Yeah, they're pretty vicious here. So maybe something like this, not this, but maybe something like this has happened to you. If you wouldn't do certain things. Fine, we're done. You won't do it, we're done. And, and you're like, well, I thought we had, what we had was something real. No, we're done. 
Maybe you've done things because you're afraid of what would happen to you. You're afraid of what they would say about you. You're afraid if you didn't send that Snapchat. You're afraid if you didn't send that picture. If I don't do that, then then they'll break up with me. If I don't go along with what she she wants, like she, she would be upset with me. If I don't do those things, she would call me not a man. She would tell me to man up. Maybe if you can identify with Queen Vashti, someone asked something of you that, and you weren't okay with it. But maybe tonight, there's some of you in the room and you identify with the king. Um, could we have you come up and just play the keys? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm not saying like, all the girls in the room are like the queen and, and all the guys are like the king. I think it goes both ways. And some of you in here, you need to hear this for future knowledge. But if you identify with the king and you're asking someone to sacrifice their, their integrity, you're asking someone to sacrifice their identity, it's definitely fake. Because you may enjoy what feels like love, but I can tell you that it's not real love. So here's the deal. When you only care about yourself, you will be the only one who cares about you. Jess, put that on the screen. When you care only about yourself, you will be the only one who cares about you. You need to know that. In a relationship, when it becomes selfish, you, you, you have your needs and your wants and your desires. You will be the only one who cares about you. Let's, let's kind of get back to Esther real fast. So time's passed. Vashti's been kicked out. The king is lonely and, and he wants to find a new queen. So he holds this competition for the most beautiful um, because that's, that's what it's all about, right? And it's not who would be a great king. It's about who's more, more prettier, who's the prettiest. And it kind of sounds like The Bachelor um, where he tries out woman and like, you may have this rose. Like it's actually really sick. Um, it's definitely fake love. Verse 17. And the king loved Esther more than any other of the other young woman. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and he declared, declared her queen instead of Vashti. Now, if you've ever read this story, there's a lot more to it than this. I'm just kind of skipping over some things. Um, the king never took the time to know who Esther was. He just liked what she looked like. He liked what he saw. And it was still the same pattern with the king. All about the what and not about the who. But don't we do this sometimes? Don't we all kind of do this sometimes? We go through relationships, we get hurt and we're ashamed and we feel unloved and, and, and we're like, never again. I'll never do that again. No way. That girl was poison. No good. That girl, that guy was terrible. He's garbage. But time passes. And somehow the same pattern shows up again. In order to break the pattern of fake, we must find the real. 
we must find the real. If we're honest with, their, with ourselves, I, I think we all kind of feel like this at times. Maybe you don't really know what the right answer is. And, and maybe you've tried looking at your parents as an example for a relationship. And maybe it's not the greatest. Maybe they, they may still be married, but it's not like love. Maybe, you, you've, you, maybe you're in the room and you've got great parents. And, and maybe you're in the room and, and your parents aren't even in the picture. So where do you find an example of love? Of what real true love looks like? Your friends? No way. Maybe an older sibling? Gross. Don't, don't, don't look to music or media or, or the internet or movies. Definitely don't. And here's the deal. You need to know this tonight. Whether you're a Christian or not, consider where do you find the right way to learn about love, to learn about relationships. Where do you go to find an example of real love? And here's the deal. Next week, we're going to be answering that question. We're going to be talking about that. Where do you go to find real love? Don't miss it. We're going to break down what real love looks like. And I want you to commit to making it here on Wednesday nights. Uh, and, and even do, do not miss this Sunday. We've got a guest speaker and he's speaking uh, about all kinds of this stuff and a whole lot deeper and a whole lot more. And I guarantee it will challenge you. It'll be so good. Don't miss Sunday. Um, would, would everyone stand with me for a moment? Um, I, I've got one closing thought and we're done. We're getting out of here. Um, did you guys know this? That the book of Esther in the Bible is the only book it never mentions God. Is the only book. It never mentions God. And, and I think what we see is a, a, a picture of a relationship with God not right in the middle of it. It's the only book that doesn't mention God and, and it shows us a picture of what a relationship looks like without God in the middle of it. Let's look at Esther one more time. Scholars say this, that she was a foreshadowing of Jesus. See, Esther, she's in the Old Testament. Jesus is in the New Testament. And all throughout the Old Testament, you have these people who represent what Jesus would be in the New Testament. See, if, if Esther was a foreshadowing of Jesus, let me draw the connection for you guys real, real quick and then we can go. Esther, she was committed to a king who didn't love her for who, but for what? See, but she stayed committed. He was an evil man. He was selfish. He, he made a lot of mistakes, but Esther stayed committed. If you read her story, she went on to do great, amazing things. But Esther, she stayed with a terrible man and was committed to him the whole time. And in a lot of ways, isn't this kind of like our relationship with Jesus? Sometimes we go to Jesus not because of who he is, but because of what he can do. Jesus, I need help. I'm lonely. Jesus, I'm hurting. I'm sad. I'm broken. And Jesus stays committed. 
But when you're not lonely anymore, when you're not sad anymore, when you're not hurting anymore, when you're not not in need, see Jesus, peace out. And he's like, I I want us to get to know each other. I want to be there for you. I want to be involved in your life. But sometimes we treat Jesus like Xerxes treats Esther. Aren't we kind of selfish at times? Jesus, next time I need you, I'll, I'll holler at you. See, here, here's the real beauty of Jesus. He always says, I'll be here when you get back. I'll be here waiting for you. I'm not ever going to leave you. I'll always be there for you. In fact, I'll always be here. I hate to see you make those mistakes. It hurts me to see you do those things. But when you need to be put back together, I'll be here. When your heart's broken, I'll be here. We have our leaders come to the front real fast. Um, here's the deal. Here's how, here's, how committed, here's how committed Jesus is. Paul wrote this in Romans, and it says this. Uh, I shortened it down a little bit, but it says this. Christ died for us while we're still sinners. He didn't die for the perfect people. He didn't die for the spotless and the blameless people and the people who, who don't ever make mistakes. He said, while we're still no good sinners... He still died for us. Now, before we go too far in how you can have a real relationship with a guy or with a girl, let's see how we can have a real relationship with Jesus. Amen? So tonight, before you even think about a relationship, you need to get right with Jesus. That's the only real relationship that matters. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for a God that's so committed to me, that stays with me, that loves me no matter what. Even in the middle of all of my mistakes, I'm so thankful that God, that that he's got so much grace for me that even when I'm not committed, he's still there for me. Tonight, I'm not, I don't want to call out anyone. I, I don't. I don't care about your relationship, whatever. I don't care. I care about your soul and I care about your relationship with Jesus. Tonight, you need to renew that. You need to fix that. Before you can get any, any relationship with a boy or a girl, you need to get your relationship with Jesus right.